0: Today on We Here, we've got the real reason Jay-Z and Beyonce sat during the National Anthem at the Super Bowl. Demi Lovato is back and out with Machine Gun Kelly. And Rob Shooter from the Naughty But Nice podcast talks to us about what it was like being Jessica Simpson's publicist during her most scandalous years. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my god. We're on page six. Yeah. No. Oh, no. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page Six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin, And
1: I'm Ian Moore. Welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast.
0: We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Ian, what's going on with Jay-Z? Did
1: you notice my introduction today was very serious, Maggie?
0: You're getting right down to business. I'm getting
1: right down to business. This is not, you know, just fun and games. Um... So last night I filed a breaking story. Maggie, by the way, I you know it's weird. with the hours that I work, I could be like a neurosurgeon, you like on call. I'm like a neurosurgeon in so many ways, except the lack of any medical expertise whatsoever, except for the sort of I think I had AP bio maybe, and then the um, the pay, you know, the compensation, mm-hmm. I, I assume they probably do well. But anyway, so I'm working just around the clock. I got back from Miami, uh-huh. from the Super Bowl. I'm right. getting very like loud and whiny. <laughs> Gossip is a Miami. lifestyle. Gossip is a lifestyle. It's going on and on. So last night, I get a tip from one of my Ivy League sources
0: Ooh. that
1: Jay-Z is going to show up at Columbia University last night. And during a QA, um, he revealed the reason he and Beyonce sat down At the Super Bowl, (laughs) well, they sat down to watch the game, but they did not stand for the national anthem. Yeah. So what's this controversy about? Do you want (laughs) to fill us in? (laughs) Scalpel. Bam. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, let me just scrub up and get in the <laughs> yeah, room, Ian.
1: Exactly. Let me Beep. put my scrubs yeah, up. Yeah, th- this, this segment's on life support unless you jump in here.
0: <laughs> so on Sunday at the Super Bowl, Demi Lovato performed the national anthem, and there were photos of Jay-Z, Blue Ivy, and Beyonce sitting during her performance. Right, and Jay-Z which,
1: produced the show, right? Yeah.
0: You know, Shakira and JLo were both Rock Nation artists, and there were some questions. Were they sitting in an act of protest, or what was going on there?
1: Right. So Jay-Z last night appeared at a Q&A at Columbia University, and I heard it's actually part of a lecture series called the Sean Carter Lecture Series, I believe, mm. that he kicked off since he is Sean Carter. And basically, he says that he and Beyonce did not sit during the national anthem out of any type of protest. Right. And if it was a protest, he would have said so. He says that he was just so focused on the show as a producer— and so inspired by Demi Lovato's performance that it didn't even occur to him. What happened
0: was we got there
2: and we were sitting and now the show's about to start and my wife is with me and she wanted to go great. And so she says to me, I know this feeling right here. Like she's, she's super nervous because she performed the two before. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Um, <laughs>
0: Get there and we immediately jump
2: into artist mode so now we're looking I'm like did i tell younda performing and and you know I, I got the um the choir from Miami you know we want everyone to be involved in this and dead the ones and all I'm telling that like, we're talking and um now
0: I'm really just looking at the show
1: so he said we get there and we jumped into artist mode and he was sort of thinking about the sound mm-hmm. and the mics and You know, um, during God Bless America, knowing the national anthem was about to come up, he said it was a big struggle to get all this sound. And he explained that, like, as an artist, he wanted the sound to be a certain way because he knows what it's like to be on stage. But then he said, so the whole time we're sitting there, we're talking about the performance. And then right after that, Demi comes out and we're talking about how beautiful she looked. And how she sounds and what she's going through and her life for her to be on the stage. We were so proud of her. You know, she's had this struggle with addiction, I Mm -hmm. guess, and she's come back. And now she's singing the national anthem. And then he said that while they were enjoying the performance or right after, his cell phone rang. And somebody informed him, you know you didn't just dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, what? He added, if you look at the video, you'll see that it's just a thing. It just happened. If you look at the stage and the artists that we chose, Shakira and JLo lo I didn't have to make a silent protest. Jay-Z's Roc Nation signed a deal with the NFL, and he was co-producing the halftime show. And so there's a lot of scrutiny on this now because, obviously, a year ago, the NFL couldn't get anyone to play the halftime show. They ended up with Maroon 5 because everyone else turned them down, and that was a disaster. And so now, thanks to Jay-Z, they had J-Lo and Shakira And, you know, he was saying, well, that was a big, loud protest in itself to have these artists um, that he got them to perform at the Super Bowl. So do you buy this, Maggie?
0: I don't know. I think there are levels to the relationship that Jay-Z has with the NFL, and we're starting to figure them out now. I think there are a lot of issues Mm. with the organization. Right. And his comments... I don't know if they're addressing all of the issues. To be seated during the national anthem is referential to Colin Kaepernick taking a knee during the national anthem. And what was that about? Police brutality and men of color. Was it about representation for halftime shows? No. They're two different things.
1: Hmm, good point. So he, Jay-Z also said during this Columbia University talk that They wouldn't have done this protest if it was a protest with their eight year old daughter, Blue Ivy, there. Mm -hmm. And that she is, he sort of went into an anecdote about her and was sort of saying she's very on top of things. And, you know, he used an example like, well, when she gets in the car, she's the type of kid who's like, are we there yet? And that she's, she sounds like a very type A little kid. But she said that, you know, we wouldn't have put her in that position where they wouldn't have told her about the protest, in Mm -hmm. other words, and that she would have been like, When are we doing the protest and are we doing it at 7.05 or are we doing it at 7.06? So he's like, we wouldn't have done that with our kid there. I guess maybe they would have involved Blue Ivy or she would have known about it. They weren't going to just do this without her knowing.
0: Yes. And I think that Jay-Z and Beyonce, from what we've reported about them, are intentional people. And if it was their intent to make a statement, they would say, we did this because of this. And this is the statement we're making.
1: I do think one thing he did that is smart is to address this at this Columbia University lecture because it kind of put it in a different context. So the the way this came out, I think TMZ posted video, right, mm-hmm. or some images mm-hmm. of Jay-Z, Beyonce, and Blue Ivy sitting during the national anthem, and that's how it got out. And then there was like this kind of, right, some backlash against it. I mean, Jay-Z said in his talk at Columbia... That, you know, it was taken out of context and then gave this explanation, but it wasn't given to, you know, directly to TMZ. It was like in this more sort of serious format Mm -hmm. where I guess he could also have like longer, a longer discussion about it.
0: Jessica Simpson's memoir is finally out this week and it's truly a bombshell and we've got special guest Rob Shooter in the studio who can give us a behind the scenes look at some of the book's revelations. Rob is the host of celebrity podcast Naughty But Nice and he used to be Jessica's publicist.
2: Wow look at that Maggie.
0: <laughs> I never forget
1: anything. Rob. <laughs> we used to work together too you missed we that did. out. <laughs>
2: We used to work together down right. at the
1: yeah. old AOL. Rob yeah. has all the gossip on Jessica oh. Simpson, and Maggie and Maggie.
2: <laughs> and Ian and I lived in the same building. Do you want Ooh, to hear that? Oh, Drew, so that? watch that? out, oh. <laughs> Nobody is safe today. I bought Hello? all
1: those photos from you and destroyed them. <laughs> we have a pool
2: that we used to swim in together. We have a gym. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. Hello, we have Thanks podcasts. Thanks for You're here at happen? the
1: perfect... Time. Well, that's right. Yeah. Not only because of your podcast, but because of this Jessica Simpson book, which is called Open Book.
2: It's a clever title. Mm-hmm. Come yeah. on, that's
1: a clever title. I I'm agree. not sure
2: if Jess came up with it, but it's a very clever title. So she
1: has said that she'd been offered um, deals to write a book before, but she felt she couldn't do it because she couldn't be totally honest because she had these issues with addiction and other stuff. And now she's finally ready to, you know, tell the truth. So. Have you read the book? What do you think yeah, about I the book? I
2: think it's great. I, uh, first of all, I, I represented a ton of people, some mm-hmm. really famous people. Jessica was my favorite. I have such a crush on her to this day. Mm-hmm. She's kind. She's funny. Whenever you go out for dinner, she pays. She's very generous. She's a really fun person. Like the Jess that I think you saw on the reality show mm-hmm. is really who she is. She's naughty. She's in on the joke. She's the first to make fun of herself. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I miss her. It was lovely working with her. I worked with her at the time she was getting divorced from Nick. So it was really in the thick of this. she had just started to date John, who really didn't treat her very well. And that's all coming out in the book. And I think everybody around her at that time knew that she was going through really hard things Mm -hmm. I think we knew she was drinking I think we probably knew she was abusing pills but we really cared about her and to be honest this sounds nuts I'm a gossip reporter now too but I sort of stayed away from Jess Mm -hmm. and um I haven't really reported much on her over the last decade decade or so. And a lot of it I'd forgotten about mm-hmm. until I read it.
0: But it all, um, it all it's all true. So the John Mayer breakups, he was. they're saying nine or ten times oh. in the book, and that he broke up with her over email. Did you ever see any of these emails?
2: Well, I didn't see the emails, but I do remember before he dated her, I was working with Alicia Keyes. Mm-hmm. And um, Alicia was sort of an odd client for me because she was really talented. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I sort of had a lot of reality stuff. (laughs) and so like i never really had anybody that was really good and so I remember being at some sort of event at Radio City. Here in New York there's tons of benefits and events and I think it was one of those VH1 Diva type events and Alicia was on stage rehearsing, and I was in this beautiful, I mean, it's magnificent, this empty theatre, and I was sitting at the back with John's publicist at the time, and Alicia was just starting to pop up in the Us Weekly's and Page Six and secretly loving it. They were loving all the attention. And I remember John's publicist saying to me, John would love that. How do you do that? And John is a very similar artist to Alicia, Incredibly talented. We forget that John's a real musician. Right. And then John wanted to be on the cover of Us Weekly. He really wanted that. Alicia, not so much. John didn't. I remember saying, forgive me, Jess. This was long before Jess. I remember saying, oh, he should date somebody really famous.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. So So it's your fault. I don't think (laughs) it's
2: totally my fault. John wanted to be super... Um, glittery. He wanted mm-hmm. to not just be a great musician, which I think came very naturally to him. His talent is undeniable. But I think John enjoys this. And there was a minute when Jessica Simpson was arguably the most famous person in the world. that The spotlight on her was so bright. And in the book, Jess talks about it. John loved her the most when she was shining the brightest. Mm. It broke my heart. And she said that when 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 her spotlight, when her sparkle sort of diminished... John went away.
1: Right. And it was really sad, but true. It also made me sort of sad how she talks about in the book that she felt very intimidated by John Mayer's intelligence. And that she would, you know, when she would send him texts, she'd have someone like proofread. Maybe you proofread oh, them. I would someone misspelled. proofread them and, <laughs> and and spell check them, you know, because she was so intimidated by that he seemed so smart. But, uh, you I know. I think
2: he has that Ben Affleck sort of arrogance, is probably the right word, but mm. they have that sort of air about them that they're Kennedys or they're smarter mm. or, or, you know, you would think that John had written Bridge over Troubled Water. Like, right. it was just, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, so damn smart where I really like the Spice Girls like I just right. sort right. of like those <laughs> celebrities that are awfully posh and they, they want to be on the cover of Vanity Fair and John was the odd combination who did want to be on the cover of, of Vanity Fair but he also wanted to be in Page Six and in Us Weekly he wanted to be all of it I think we see that now with his friendship with Andy Cohen mm-hmm. very strange friendship but Andy Cohen sort of like um has positioned himself as a sort of um, what's the word as a as a ringmaster? Yeah, he's of, the
1: Truman Capote of yes, reality yes, TV. Yes, that's uh-huh. what. Yeah. yeah,
2: and so the fact that John has found him or, or Andy's found John, I think, tells us a lot about who John is.
1: Yeah, it's a weird he combination. He wasn't kind
2: to of Jessica. I do remember being at her hotel, at the Soho Grand, and it was her birthday or it was some some big event, and John was meant to take her out, and he cancelled, and so. I was sort of called upon uh, and, and and Ken, I think her hairdresser was there. Mm-hmm. And John sent over a gift, sort of an apology, and it was a for her birthday. So it was sort of birthday gift. It was a DVD of himself. Oh, live l- wow. l- it's a bold gift, right? Live in concert. <laughs> Oh, which my. we actually watched, and Jessica loved it. Oh, my God. I thought God. it was the word, like champagne so or flowers <laughs> or <laughs> diamonds.
1: Right, a who DVD. it's a
2: DVD? <laughs> <laughs> That's like me giving you a copy of my book. Like,
1: who would want that? Totally. <laughs> well, also, you mentioned that you were, you were involved with Jessica during the Nick Lachey breakup. Yes. So now we've seen a lot of, like, there was, you know, Miley – Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth and Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie and it seems like in Hollywood when these couples break up there's like two distinct obviously PR camps and they're battling for like the narrative of what happened was that going on at the time with Joe Nick Simpson was
2: running it so Joe mm. was the
1: boss right and
2: Joe an inexperienced manager but her father and I think a lot of celebrities make this mistake mm. they hire parents or family. To be their managers, and it's an awfully nice thing to do. But I think you really need a professional, particularly at that level. You can stumble by if you're a housewife mm-hmm. with right. your husband as your manager, <laughs> right. but maybe not at the level of a Jessica or or or, um, or Angelina. Like you know, at that level, you need a real manager. And so Jessica had still got her dad, who was making decisions that probably weren't weren't the best, but he was the boss. Like the mistake. I made, or maybe I didn't, but but you have to make a decision as a publicist whether you tell the the whole truth or you keep your job. And so right. often <laughs> right. there's a lot of publicists. We all work with publicists mm. and we all fact check stuff and get comment calls from them. And you know when they're not always telling you the truth. And so sometimes, though, you the truth doesn't always land very well. Mm-hmm. So with Joe, Joe, we, we'd made a decision that we were going to release – a statement together that they were over, the couple, Nick and Jess had agreed to this. We, I read a draft and then his people edited the draft not much change. And very like very sort of boilerplate, respect our privacy. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, right the yes. Best people, of friends. Best, always, always. Best, yes. well, we're going to be friends forever. They didn't right, have any right. children, but normally we're going to work together for the children. Right. Co-parenting. Yeah. Yeah, co yeah. Share we're, the pets. See, like, we're yeah. Happy. We couldn't love each other more, more, more. Um, it was one of those type <laughs> statements. Um And so it's quite easy to sort of come up with. And I think, to be honest, I probably Googled when Jen broke up with Brad or like, like, this is a stop statement. You you take out Jen, you put in Jess, you take (laughs) out Brad. And so that that was released. And um, Joe Simpson was the one. That thought it would be very smart to release it on Thanksgiving or the day before Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. and I was like, Joe, I don't know if that's going to be the best idea. I think it's not going to give us that much goodwill Mm -hmm. amongst journalists
1: who are sitting down. Yeah, the typical news dump. That's true. Every time, like, every time there's a holiday and you're a journalist or you're working on a holiday, (laughs) you know that at five or six or seven p.m., some celebrity couple is going to release (laughs) that they're getting divorced.
2: mistake that they think it's going to disappear in this new world with the internet you might have heard of it um, it's, it does exist and so so that was put out and I don't know I think Jess really loved Nick I mm-hmm. really do I think she really loved him and um, what she wasn't prepared for nobody was was how that show was going to be such a monstrous hit. Right. And nobody had prepared Jessica or Nick mm-hmm. for that level of fame. And people forget before that, Jessica really wasn't known. She, was, she wasn't, she was like, they call her Christina Aguilera to Britney, but it wasn't true. She was not known. She right, was, right. She mm-hmm. was, like, she wasn't getting invited to the big events. She was not getting photographed. People didn't really even know her name. Mm-hmm. And so that show turned her into a star really Quickly, and I think that was a a real adjustment. She's really cool. Even people that I think um, get annoyed by her, Jessica's fun. If, if we were going to go out for drinks tonight with a celebrity, they're not that fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kim's a bit boring, no? Like, right. Kim, Kim's a bit boring. Like, I, I think Jessica's got to be in your top five celebrities to go and have a drink with, and I guarantee you, you will laugh. You will. You will leave. With Jessica Press that didn't like her, and I remember there were some snobs who always thought she was a little low-rent or reality was still so new. This was long before... Kim had ever been to the Met. So the idea of a Kardashian at the Met was shocking. And I remember I got Jessica the cover of W, which was even more of a snobby magazine than Vogue. Mm -hmm. Like, it really thinks of itself as super
1: fashion insider. Like, get your
2: dirty hands off our beautiful magazine. They don't want you to buy
0: it. (laughs) It's
2: just for 10 really fabulous people and lots of advertisers. But they don't really want you to sell it. Like, you can't get it on a newsstand. Don't touch it. It's beautiful. And so Jessica got the cover. And part of the way she got that was she met with the editors. And I knew if they met her, they would fall in love. Mm. There's something about her. She's mm-hmm. just cool. She has that star power. She do- and kindness. Mm-hmm. It's not just like the J-Lo is a star. I worked for Jennifer too. J-Lo's a star and gorgeous and gets the glamour magazines. And I'm totally, I totally understand why. Jessica, if you, spend, if you spend an hour or two with her, she'll get that cover. Mm.
0: She's charming. Well, thanks so much for coming in. Yeah, uh, is so awesome. a, yeah. si-
1: a side job as a Hollywood couples counselor. I know. Too, you know? If you, diversifying, if
2: you and your lovely wife want to come over one night, I will
1: and- we sit on the couch. <laughs> we'll go back to our old our old building. Go down to the pool.
2: Thank you for having me. Congratulations Thank on the you. podcast. I'm addicted a- congr- 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 to it. You. How many days a week are you now? Three? three days. That's a week. good. When you start as one and you go up to three, that's better than starting as five and going to to two. Very true. Very
1: good. Totes.
2: Very nice. You still do the paper?
1: Yeah, every day. It's right here. Look at
2: that.
0: <laughs> Demi Lovato is making quite the comeback. We saw her at the Grammys. She sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl. And now we have photos of her hanging out with Machine Gun Kelly.
1: Yeah, the only thing that's a little odd that I think is raising some eyebrows is, I mean, obviously Demi Lovato has, you know, reportedly turned her life around and she's um, dealt with addiction issues. And you remember Demi Lovato was dramatically hospitalized after overdosing at her home in L.A. last year. But what we've seen her doing a lot besides performing at the Super Bowl or appearing at the Grammys is leaving clubs, Mm -hmm. you know, way past midnight. So, I mean, that's not to say she's been seen doing anything like illicit. But, you know, when she was in Miami for the Super Bowl the night before she performed the national anthem, she was seen leaving a club at at six in the morning with this guy who's a kind of Hollywood connector dude called Dave O.,
0: And there were some rumors online. People wanted to know if they were a couple or what their relationship I can
1: quash those rumors, Maggie, because they're really just friends and they've been friends for a long time. But yeah, I mean, so they were seen leaving a club at 6 a.m. And now she's been seen leaving another club in Los Angeles, having come back from the Super Bowl at 2 a.m. with rapper Machine Gun Kelly.
0: Yeah, they were seen leaving the Soho house.
1: Yes, I guess I shouldn't say. Well, it is a members. It is club. a members it's only a club, yeah. club, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I'm also a little wary of this in terms of calling it a romantic thing, only because remember, there we had done a story that Machine Gun Kelly and um, Kate Beckinsale were seen leaving the Chateau Marmont together mm-hmm. at like some unreasonable hour, and he was getting in her car, and then Kate Beckinsale wrote like some very fiery posts denying that they're together. Um, yeah. But now there's rumors that, I don't know, maybe there's something going on with Demi Lovato. How do you interpret? You're good at sort of forensic analysis of paparazzi photos, Maggie. How do you interpret this?
0: Well, a, a detail I'd like to point out that I love is that the stars have hung out in the past. They were photographed together at an emo night event back in 2017. You
1: would never photograph me at an emo night
0: you would absolutely find me <laughs> at an emo <laughs> night that sounds like a ball but you know last month we had photos of Noah Cyrus Miley Cyrus's younger sister and Machine Gun Kelly looking like super loved up at uh, some Grammys after parties so oh I don't know these two could just be friends
1: yeah I guess I mean um yeah it's it's interesting I, I guess she's just still like I don't know. I'm not one to say, Maggie, and, you know, I'm just wondering, like, is it good to be hanging out until like six in the morning and two in the morning? I mean, I guess because if you're like a celebrity, like, it's not like you have to get up and go to work. So, I mean, is this a bad sign that she's just is this good that she's out and socializing with her friends? Or are there like warning signs here that she's like hanging out until 6 a.m. and 2 a.m.? Up in the club. I don't know.
0: (laughs) I'm not an expert. (laughs) As Demi Lovato's
1: good friend, are you?
0: (laughs) I will say what she's been doing is wearing some very great blazers, her jacket game. you, You know, I feel like a blazer is a power move. Her shoulders look so in charge, her waist looks slim. She just looks like she is in charge and running point.
1: I'm wearing a blazer right now. You know what it's about. That's why I'm. That's why I'm wearing the blazer. So, for those who are not aware, Machine Gun Kelly is sort of more famous, I think, for being kind of a social fixture in LA than his music.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, He's also done some acting, I believe.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he's Pete Davidson's like best friend and mm-hmm. he's sort of like, I guess he's kind of like the poor man's Pete Davidson. And so he has the or same general look.
0: He's the West Coast Pete Davidson.
1: West Coast Pete. Hmm.
0: I feel like after seeing Demi Lovato perform at the Grammys in which she started to cry while singing, she's a national treasure and we have to protect her at all costs. She is such a talent, right. well, that That's voice why is incredible. Jay-Z, see
1: you would have you would have sat for the national anthem uh, according to this. You'd be so transfixed and concerned like Jay-Z was at the Super Bowl that you'd, you know, admit, you're you're backing up Jay-Z's um I'm backing up no women reclaiming their power. Theory.
0: I'm backing up women who have had a rough time and have come out on top. That's what I'm here to support.
1: Me too. That's why I'm wearing this blazer.
0: That's it for this episode of We Here. Don't forget to check out Rob Shooter's podcast, Naughty But Nice. You can catch it four days a week. To hear the latest We Here episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. Don't forget to leave us a review. We'll be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then. Five stars.